I dream in Ndebele. I grew up speaking in Ndebele. I think in Ndebele. I see things in Ndebele. Hello and welcome to another episode of Iwi. Today's episode is so special to me because it was recorded at the second edition of the Harare Open Book Festival, where I was in conversation with author of Izinyao Zai Zolo, The 50 Run Note, Zalabantu Ziyeban Dreamy, and Portrait of M. Langeni, Sitsi Nom Sanguenya. We had an opportunity to discuss the opportunities and challenges of writing in Isindebele as we continue to think about securing our futures by telling our stories. I think it is important to explore the place of our mother tongues and storytelling. The episode was recorded outdoors, so you might hear some birds, the wind, and so on. But Sidzi and I had this conversation in Isindebele and English, so I hope you take some time to enjoy. Let's get into it. Open Book Festival, City Otherwise, in English, I'm saying books written in local languages don't get uh, much attention as those written in English, which is kind of a, a hindrance. Because Ndebele, as it is, it competes with Zulu, which is an original language. So you find that even in schools, some of us use Zulu text instead of Ndebele. So you find that Ndebele writers are faced with that challenge and they are discouraged to write. Okay, thank you for that. I know that uh, Isin Ndebele is one of your mother tongues because you also uh, speak uh, and you are fluent in Chishona. And most people would immediately assume that it comes naturally uh, to write uh, in either of the languages. And um, there have been various opinions in the literary space about why African writers write, do not write, or why they are supposed to write in their mother tongues. And you've published some work uh, in Isindebele. What inspires you? And is it an easy choice to write in Isindebele? I would say it's not really an easy choice. But when you love your language and you want to preserve your culture, you will find time to do that. Even if we know, I know that uh, books don't really sell, they don't go far. Is that even in Zimbabwe, it's limited to Matebelele. But I still write anyway, because I want to, pro- to preserve my language for the future generation. So that's my main reason of writing, to preserve our culture, our way of life. Things that I write about that you see in Isnaoza Isolo and even the sequel of it, a portrait of it, is Thank you, Siti. I feel like I have to ask you this question. Uh, it's leading somewhere. Who are you writing for? I'm writing for every reader. I write for anyone and everyone who wants to know about where they come from, how they lived before modernization what were the things that made their communities their communities 
what bound them together. Ubuntu with Tain. These days we hear people saying, Spirit of Ubuntu, Spirit of Ubuntu, Spirit of Ubuntu. But I think really people these days don't know what Ubuntu is. They just know the word. But Ubuntu, no. So I want to show that and carry it in the future generations. Well, I think that your books articulate Ubuntu very well. Um, the reason why I ask this question is because it's been said that uh, books written in our mother tongues cannot thrive globally. And this is uh, maybe true when we consider that um, language is a culture and uh, a communication tool. So there's only a certain readership, uh, maybe let's say limited to the number of people who can understand the language. But I think when you write in whatever language, it goes back to who you're writing for and why. And I feel like creators have the right to express themselves in their mother tongues and their creative work deserve a space to live and breathe and be accepted in the context of, uh, let's say, colonization of African countries and the imposition of foreign languages. Local languages are at the bottom of the chain. So if we start with where we are and the people who actually understand and know the language, is the readership of local languages supporting the writers? What has been your experience in, in this regard, even on a global level? Because I know like Zimbabweans are everywhere. So is the readership of Isingebele books supporting their writers? I can say now, I don't see much progress because of lack of publishing houses, which publish in proper publishing houses, not printers, proper. <laughs> because we cannot call printers publishing houses, they print and give the author 10 copies to go and sell. Those are not publishing houses, they are printers. So I find that there are many authors, many new authors, but they have no way to publish their book. Or once if they try to publish it on their own, say in the Valley novel, they will get those 10 copies and then quickly do a book launch, sell to your friends and relatives, and that's it. Come six months down the line, you can't find a copy. Their books don't go anywhere. This is my experience that I have seen with the locally self-published or whatever printed books. So that also doesn't make the book go far. You see, because most of those books are not even in the very language, local the very language, they are not edited. They are just hurried and printed and they I produced the book. So you find that that is a, a big challenge. But answering your first question or comment about uh, the limited spaces of writing in local languages, yes, it is there. But if the book is really uh, well produced, it can reach spaces. I will say, for example, this one is now Zaizul. It's a research text right now at University of KwaZulu-Natal. Why? Because they wanted uh, the Department of History and Languages wanted to compare the languages, how Zulu lost its, some of its words all the way to Bulawai. So they wanted a book which was cleanly and properly published. And they told me they couldn't find any. The readers there, there are so many published books, but as I said, they are not edited. They are not properly produced. Then we had to rush to my publisher. She still had copies, Papa Makali Sankan. And we had to take the proper books to invest of KZN. So there are still many chances, really. 
that the book can be used, even if it's written in local languages. Yeah. For, for, for that comment. I think it just goes back to showing that a good quality book will always find its way into the hands um, of um, the right um, readership. But then um, I think in the morning we had a discussion on translation and I want us to get um, a bit into that. Um, I'm aware that you also write in English. Uh, you have a book that was uh, published uh, recently, uh, Portrait of uh, M. Langeni, which is your first um, English novel. Do you think when looking at the issue that uh, when people say that books written in local language uh, cannot thrive on a global level, do you think that translation could cover that gap when African writers then decide to cater for that market? I think it can do. Translation can really work wonders if the translati translation is done well. Awareness in terms of like the issues I mentioned before. But I don't translate my books. This is Nyaoza Ezola's portrait of Mlanje, but I rewrote it. For the English audience, I didn't, I had to further develop some chapters you find that portrait is much, much bigger than this one because there are more characters and the scenes are much more developed than in the Indian But not to say that people should rewrite instead of translate. I think <laughs> translation can still be redone. However, I think some there are some scenes or sentences that really cannot be translated. I'll give an example of Yvonne Vera's The Stone Virgins. I tried to read the Ndevele version of Stone Virgins. No, uh, uh, no, no Ndevele reader or Ndevele speaking person can go beyond the page. Because with Yvonne Vera's kind of writing and translating direct that to Ndevele is a disaster. But they translated anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Uh, the reason why I am asking this question is um, in July I attended. Um, Hope Masike's um, book launch for her third uh, poetry collection. Uh, it's called Die With Me. And one of the listeners in the audience highlighted that so much could be lost or gained in translation. What do you have to say about that? Uh, considering what the comments that you've just given about um, the translation of uh, Yvonne Vera's uh, The Stone Virgin, is there anything to be gained in translation? I think it depends. It really depends with the language use of the writer of the original text. If it's a simple story, maybe we can translate this one direct, my book, but not Yvonne Vera's type of writing. <laughs> that those who read it, there are very few people who can read Yvonne Vera. You see, so you can imagine those one-word sentences, those very two sentences. You know, it is just difficult. So you can lose a lot. Oh, yeah sometimes gain yeah but i think much would be lost especially in proverbs in in is the cinderella is each you know as translated direct to english it, it becomes meaningless and, and can distort the whole story <laughs> is yeah if taken literally so maybe the solution is rewriting for a certain uh, market if we're going to be saying maybe uh, how then do you like uh, translate it let's say maybe for uh, uh, an Italian market uh, and stuff like that but um, that's okay when and I think uh, I, I don't know if you have Shona published books 
but when an idea comes to you, how do you decide which language to write in? Do ideas come in a certain language or it, you just didn't have to make a choice? Ah, I dream in Sundevele. I grew up speaking in Sundevele. I think in Sundevele. I see things in Sundevele. I can only read Sean. I cannot write Sean. Yes, I can only read it. Writing it is just like Konoko uh, but there will be huge mistakes in spellings and things like that. You see, so I cannot really sit down and say I can write a short story in Sean. Because my thinking is all in the way. Yes. First, when I write in English, I think in the realistic and think of how to put it in English. <laughs> Express myself in English. So I want you to like go back to the group. What are the opportunities for someone writing in a local language? Uh, what are the opportunities in the market right now? We will go to the challenges, but what are the opportunities that are available? I think the opportunities are there even though they are minimum. Like events, if your stories have a theme or like relevant things, the useful things, you find that you be engaged with it by different people, even in the corporate world. Yeah, for example, there's poor print here. You see, it again, these are guys Because of that, uh, you find that even the breweries sometimes call me for to talk about poor print. It's because of the things they possibly the thought I knew so much about doing beer because of what I wrote about. So I think it depends on what you write about. Whatever you write about, if it's really it's relevant and it's needed and it's there, you will find yourself being called here and there. Opportunities are there. I, I know that uh, we've mentioned some of the challenges um, that uh, a writer writing in their local language can face. But um, do you have any um, to, to, to add to the things that we've already spoken? Um, about maybe marketing, distribution, or... Yeah, the thing is that the books don't go that far. They are limited to, to just a certain audience and a certain, a certain person that can't really go far unless they are really well-written books, which can be found even on Amazon, which they are there on Amazon and other booksellers, online booksellers. Otherwise, there are opportunities yeah they are not they cannot be as a book written in english an interesting uh conversation uh, to have because for example there are only like a few people uh, or a certain demographic that will read uh books written in shishona even then there are so many dialects to that uh, like in my podcast is called iwi and so i was like what is iwi like no, <laughs> maybe you know it as easy, <laughs> you know, and uh, and things like that. Uh, but um, going to like marketing and distribution, I I'm inspired by um an author called Non Dudozonure. I think uh, I've seen her post on Twitter. She's taken matters into her own hands and created a, a, a bookstore in the CBD of Bulawayo, where I think every weekend she lays out her books. And she starts selling them to people, invites people, markets them um, on Twitter, and then that just goes back to what um, the, the 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 book club panel was saying that you really have to be involved in your work to be marketing it. Show us your face, like let us know that uh, you know what uh, I'm a writer. I write in Isindebele. Uh, you can find my books here. I went to an event and someone said I'm an author. I was like, oh, okay, can I see a copy of your book? They're like, I don't have it. What do you mean you don't have it? 
why don't you have a copy of your book with you? Like you should always be marketing your work wherever you are. I've read your book, Izinya uh, Ozai Solo. Would you like to read a paragraph or two or maybe I should do that? Oh, okay. <laughs> I had picked out um, a, a few pages. So I'm just going to read a paragraph because I want us to talk uh, about this piece of work. Uh, like you mentioned that it was uh, selected by the University of Guazulu-Natal. Uh, and I know that at some point in time, it was selected by the University of Zimbabwe for students who were studying uh, um, literature in Isindebele. Okay, so I'm going to read from page uh, 91. Why is a Vugela a Pasin why is the jailer Ugut Ogunning wise of Bona Pambi? King Robo Epatelem Imalias Colo, why is a palang and gun? Ugut in Jan, Wang Sons even to work. Ugut Avani Babet Avangan, Momuak, Wahungatinian and Jal. Ussipo, law. Why is Saint Shelley with the one born and shop? Ugut wine yege as a sunny life. Why is Zondanjalo Ugutumazisa? Unina Loise, Moguchia, Lely Tuba, Essia Essi Hokwen, Essing at Ravanio, Genosi, Vati Loba, Ben Tabela Abanganivag, Nazanga Ababoni, Nova Inchizioyake, Ipaza Misregile, Nalog Oraguins when we sleep. Watching Ogungena Epasin, Eaiba Tad, Usuga's hand, Watata Ukwalo, Wazenzaena Ofundai, Ganti Hatch. We are the Tuga, a pinde a Tuga Losipo, This is just an excerpt from uh, TC's book uh, called Izinyao Zaizolo. I think uh, loosely translated, it might mean footprints of yesterday or footprints. Yesterday's footprints. So let's get into Izinyao Zaizolo. Uh, why did you write this book and what inspired you? I think I, can, I will just go back to what I said earlier. I'm a culture-inspired woman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> That's who I am. So you find me in the book. I can say you find me in Zanele, in Ketiwe. You find me in the old women brewing beer. You find me in Mankomo, Mampunzi. You find me in every woman who is part of that story. I just decided I want their voice to be heard, their ways of life and their thoughts and things that make them happy, make them sad, be known. Sometimes you see life just goes by. Day-to-day -day life goes by. And you look at things that are there, that are happening right now, happening there. But then if you look at the conversations women had on their own in portrait of them in you find that uh, it looks like women have their own life. They have a life with everyone else, but still have their own life because they have problems that are not understood. They have problems that they wouldn't even talk about in public because maybe they were told it's, it's, it's a shameful thing to say or to do. But I'm saying no. <laughs> That is what women are, and this is what women go through, and let's bring it out. You just be with them, have conversation with them, and, and try to understand how they do things they do sometimes. So that's part of what I 
besides the judicial system, which is, uh, I find like, ah, yeah, 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 the judicial system is messing up a lot of things. And for example, a man who was put in jail for two years without trial, and then they are found uh, not guilty, who compensates their family. What was happening to their children when they were not there? Such kind of questions I want them put up and talked about. Among other things, what I enjoyed uh, from the book was the divergence and evolution of culture, but more importantly, the importance of community and understanding the past in order to um, understand the future as well. As we wrap up this conversation, I'd like to find out from, from you what is your dream for Zimbabwean literature? Uh, I don't know how we can go backwards where children read books, children were encouraged to read books, where everybody read books, where one person bought a copy of the book and circulated 10, 15 people reading the story. I think that culture is, it has changed now. It is my sincere hope that uh, we can get back to that because only in books you can get to know a lot and, and travel the world. So that's all I can say about that now. I think uh, we all have to go back to where the reading culture is very strong. And let's share books, you know, there's no use in our books staying on the bookshelf. Uh, are there any books you'd like to recommend to anyone looking uh, to get into reading uh, books written in Isengebele or just starting up? Besides recommending my own book, which is unfair. <laughs> Uh, isn't there where people can go to she's got lots of newly published stories there are many titles there very interesting books very thought-provoking stories so there are many really really many what what yeah there, there are so many titles that can that can be found there. i'll also take this opportunity just to recommend two books that i really love that are written in Isengebele. It's um, Wang Tendisalan by Isaac, uh, yes, Isaac Enbofu, uh, and um, Agula Zulu Mshareni by Dabezi um, Kesukoko. Yes. Uh, is there anything else uh, you'd like uh, to say to the audience uh, here? before we uh, just wrap it up. I would say keep reading and keep attending these uh, book events. It's very important. <laughs> before we get into the uh, Q&A uh, session of this um, um, discussion, there's um, a quotation I'd like to share uh, as we consider uh, this issue of uh, reading, writing uh, in our mother tongues. It's by Ngugi Wathiongo uh, from uh, Decolonizing uh, the mind, the politics of language in African literature. He says, the future of the African novel is then dependent on a willing writer ready to invest time and talent in African languages. A willing translator ready to invest time and talent in the art of translating from one African language into another. A willing publisher ready to invest time and money, or a progressive state, which would overhaul the current neo-political linguistic policy and tackle the national question in a democratic manner. And finally, and most important, a willing and widening leadership. But of all these factors, 
it is only the writer who is best placed to break through the vicious cycle and create fiction in African languages. The writer of fiction can be and must be a pathfinder. That's the end of the quotation. And there you have it. So much to say and so little time. If you'd like to get hold of Titi, you can find her on social media as Titi Nomsangwenya or Nomsa Titi Nguenya. I'd like to thank the Harare Open Book Festival for allowing us to record this conversation. Please join us for the painting poetry event hosted by Bala Writers at Ella the Garden in Harare on the 29th of October from 1 to 4 p.m. I hope to see you there and until next time, to read something.